We have Hightower here for you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, you know, the other night, obviously, your unit was uh, integral to the win. What kind of confidence did that give you, and how satisfying was that after a, a few weeks of it being a little bit tougher on you guys? Well, anytime you have a chance to play for the NFC Championship, it's exciting. Um, obviously, proud of the guys um, and what they did in that game. Um, coming out, basically, uh, start with – uh, Jimmy Ward blocking that field goal before the half. Um, that was outstanding uh, effort by him as well as Jordan Willis and Dante Johnson. And Debo had some some kickoff returns in there that helped us along with Hasty. And I think the guys uh, really feel good about that. I mean, Jordan Willis made maybe one of the biggest plays of his career. And I know – a lot of the guys are saying it's one of the biggest plays in 49er playoff history. So I really – I'm proud for him. Uh, I am uh, excited for him. Uh, I'm excited that Huff had a chance to scoop and score it there and having great awareness. And then Robbie um, and Pep and Mitch uh, being in there with great operation along with the protection to, to kick that uh, game-winning field goal. So um, the guys did a nice job swinging momentum. Um, they did a good job there. So uh, they're fired up about it, uh, and they should be. Um, and we're looking forward to playing in the NFC Championship um, and uh, be excited. So it's, a, it's, it's just a testament to their resilience. It's a testament uh, to things that they've been through. You know, I tell them all the time, everything may not go the way you want it, but you got to keep pushing and keep fighting. And those are the type of guys that John and Kyle have here. I think it speaks to the to the character of the men that we have in our locker room. And uh, we just don't want our season to end. So I hope that answers your question. Coach, two things. Uh, hindsight, obviously, you, of course, want Talanoa Hufunga to score the touchdown. But are, is, he, is the first rule to, taught just to cover the ball? And then also a lot of players spoke about you giving you, know, you props after the game. How does that make you feel about your unit standing up kind of giving your support? Um, well, I, I, I think that it depends on the situation. To answer your first question with Huff, where the ball is, if it's blocked behind the line of scrimmage, if it's blocked beyond the line of scrimmage, you want to get away from it uh, because if you touch it, then it becomes a live ball. Behind the line of scrimmage, you always want to scoop and score it. Uh, and then it just depends on the situation, how many guys are around you, uh, if it's if in a crowded area, you you definitely want to jump on it. If there are Packers around, uh, but he was in a good a good situation there where he could scoop and score it, and he has great awareness, and he's a really great kid, and he just I'm just happy for that guy because he's he worked his tail off for that moment, and he deserves it. And what was your other question? Sorry, Jen. Just a lot of your players spoke up about, you know, giving you props after the game and how you had a great game plan. What does that say about your unit and how they support you? Well, I mean, I have it really not about me. I mean, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, 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 it's really about the team and how we can help the team. And I and I have faith in the guys and I, and we have faith in each other and I have confidence in them uh, to to be put in those situations and to make the plays when it's time to make those plays. But uh, for me, I mean, 
it's not really about me. I mean, to me, it's I've always been a man of faith, and my grandma always told me, you know, um, he may not be for you, he may not be, <clears throat> excuse me, he may not come when you want him to, but he'll always come on time. So that's it's it's not about me. It's not about me at all. It's about the guys in the locker room, and I give all the glory to God. So, After the game, Jimmy Ward uh, recognized Dante Johnson and Jordan Willis for his uh, field goal block. He, he also says that was something that you picked up on and, and pointed out to him uh, You know, the week before the game. What is it that you saw uh, that you could exploit on, on that play? Yeah, I mean, we just like we do every week, man. It's really nothing that we don't that we've done differently than what we do every week. We always look at our opponent and see where we could uh, have an advantage on them. And we thought on that particular play uh, that we would have a good chance of getting pressure. And uh, Jordan did a phenomenal job. He's six four. He has long arms. He went in there and pushed the guy back uh, and uh, got his hands up and, and made one of the greatest plays of his career. And and I'm I'm just hoping that. We can do something special this this week to help the team. So, I mean, we're just excited about playing the NFC Championship. Yeah, I was going to say, Richard, I mean, it's great as you guys did on Saturday night. You got to do it all over again on Sunday. So how do you do it? What, what challenges to the Rams pose to your units? Yeah, when I look at the Rams, I mean, they're a very, very good unit. Uh, we've played them twice, obviously. Um they have a really good returner, and uh, Powell, he's outstanding. Uh, he's averaging over 15 yards of return right now. Um, they're doing a good job of blocking for him on punt return. Uh, Johnny Hecker is a uh, is a phenomenal punter. Uh, he does a really good job of limiting returns, uh, so he's a challenge. Uh, he's been good for years. Uh, Matt Gay, their kicker, is was the Pro Bowl representative this year. He's outstanding. Um and uh, he does a great job on kickoffs. He does a great job on field goals. Uh, he does a great job limiting returns and making it tough for you. So we just have to do what we did uh, last week and do what we do every week, and it's play technique and fundamentals and uh, go out there and give our best effort and just be resilient and fight to the end. That's, that's what this team is. That's what we all are, are fighters. So we'll just fight to the end, and hopefully the uh, ball bounces our way. Richard, just wondering if the, the, the block punt was a result of um, uh, a technique or, or a weakness or something you scouted during the week or, or if it was just sort of a, a phenomenal effort by, by Willis. Just could, could you take us through the block punt? Yeah, I think it's all of the above. I mean, I think our coaches did a good job of uh, looking at what they struggled with and what we thought would be our strength against uh, what they do. And I think the players did a good job of uh, showing disguises on a lot of different other returns. And we used it when we needed it. And it, uh, uh, Jordan executed the technique perfectly, just like he's supposed to do. And he got his long arms up there, and he, and he blocked the kick. And, and, uh, and the rest is history. You know, Huff scooped it. And uh, I'm just so happy for those guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it happened for them because they worked so darn hard. And sometimes – the results don't always show, but they never change. They come to work every day. I got so much respect for those men in the locker room. They come to work every day. They hold their head high. They try to bust their tail, and they try to make sure they give us 
uh, the same effort every week. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy for him. Richard, you, you just used the phrase that we used it when we needed it. Uh, I assume that's similar to what you do when you when you put Debo Samuel at, at kickoff return. What what is the process for you know kind of figuring out when you want to deploy him in that role? Yeah, I, I have to tip my hat to Coach Shanahan on that one. Uh, Coach Shanahan uh, has a has a great feel for that stuff, and we go through it and talk talk through it uh, together on the sideline and and throughout the week and. And he, he he lets us know when hey you can use Debo and uh, Debo is a team player that dude loves football and he told me before the game he was like I got you this game and he really means it I mean he really means it I uh I still remember when he was uh, in college and and we went to the Senior Bowl and he would ride with me uh little quick story he would ride with me to practice. To, to do the return, he'd come with the specialist to do the return period because it started before practice. And he would go out there, and he obviously was a great kick returner, but he had never caught punts, uh, like, on a consistent basis. And it just showed me he wanted to go out there and try to catch punts. I want to try to do anything, Coach. I'll do anything. And uh, most guys won't do that if they, they don't want to embarrass themselves. But he's a he's a tough son of a gun. And uh, he uh, you obviously saw it on that play. Hey, Richard, uh, just about Jordan Willis. Nick Bosa, after the game, mentioned it. He's a quieter guy and takes a little bit longer to get to know. And I know when he said a few words in the locker room after the game, uh, the team went totally bananas. Uh, can you, I don't know, just explain a little bit uh, about his personality and maybe what kind of guy he is? Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Willis is a wonderful person. He's a quiet person, and I think Nick's a – a hundred percent right on that. Nick Bosa has a great feel for our team and great feel for personalities. I think that's one of his other strengths along with obviously his pass rush, but Jordan is really, really quiet. Um, but Jordan's really cerebral. He'll send me a lot of notes on different things he sees on tape, or he'll ask very, very detailed questions. And that's why the locker room went crazy for him because he's quiet and he never says much, but they respect the way he works and they respect what he is and what he represents. And and I do too. And I'm glad he's on his football team. Hey Richard, checking in from ABC 13 in Houston. Uh, heard you quote your, your grandmother earlier. Just want to ask you maybe what, what lessons, what memories you still carry with you from your, your time growing up in, in, in Aldean. I know it's still a special place for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I appreciate the question, and I appreciate the question, especially from Houston. But uh, it was a great time uh, for me um, growing up there. Just learned so many lessons, and you're just fortunate to be around people like my grandmother who uh, instilled, like, a lot of faith in me and uh, just just taught me to keep pushing, you know. Um, and I had a lot of coaches in that Aldean district, Um Coach Silla, Coach Gabriel in particular, um, they were my coaches, and they always talked about, you know, playing snap through whistle um, and putting something on tape you can be proud of. So that's all I try to do is emulate those guys, and hopefully I make my coaches uh, proud. And this football team makes our coaches proud and the people from Houston proud because I know we got a lot of 49er fans down there. All right, 
Thank you, Coach. All right. Thanks, guys. We have Coach here for you guys. All right, guys, um, the injuries for today, Jeff Wilson, ankle will be limited. Trent Williams, ankle won't practice. Ambry Thomas, knee will be limited. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, thumb full. Um, Elijah, knee won't practice. Go ahead. Hey, Kyle, I just want to ask you about Debo. <clears throat> Obviously, his role, you know, as a running back <clears throat> has been very good for, you know, the team and him as far as he set records and show everything he could do. But I was just wondering, is there an element of sacrifice to what he's doing as far as the way he runs and often between the tackles? I mean, is it kind of a – maybe it's not, but I don't know. The physical punishment he's taking, um, I mean, is it a sacrifice in some ways? And is it ever something you had to kind of discuss with him? Uh, yeah, it's something that you talk about before you do. You talk about during it and always talk about it. But, yeah, the more you get hit, of course, the more it's a sacrifice. And um, – the more handoffs we give him or the more passes he catches, you know, he's going to take some hits. But Debo's handled it well. Um, he's one of the main reasons we're here. And I think it's one of the things that's given him the opportunity to be one of the best players in the NFL. So the more you do that, the more risk there is. But I think um, our team and Debo are very happy how far it's taken us here so far. Well, you, you didn't mention uh, the shoulder with Jimmy. Is, is that no longer an issue? Um. I'm just reading what's on this injury report, so I'm, uh, I'm sure it's pretty good. You know, I, I hear about the thumb more than the shoulder, so that, that's off the injury report now, so I guess we're good. Kyle, as you look back at, at the season thus far, what has been the biggest surprise to you about this team? Um, I think um, – I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't sit there and have a lot of foregone conclusions. Like, I don't – I don't decide things before they happen. I just I try to live in the moment. We just go as hard as we can. So um, I, I can't say I was surprised how we rebounded. I, you, you go expecting that. And, you know, that's why we try to stick the course. Um, I think somehow the younger guys, the way they started out, um, what I've talked about earlier, guys like Ambry and stuff and how much they've come out, um, come up later in the year, um, you know, he did surprise me with that. So I'd say that was one of the bigger ones, and especially how drastic of a jump he made. Um, but, yeah, not, not much else. Kind of the other night after the game, you mentioned that one of the reasons you think your team is able to kind of fight back in, in adverse situations, you have a bunch of guys who love football, and you've talked about that before in the past. When you're trying to put the team together, what are the things you're looking for that help you identify what a guy who loves football looks like? Um, I think usually it's it's how, how they look on tape, um, just how they play. There's a certain style to it that um, you can tell – the energy they play with down in and down out that they're, they're not doing it because a coach asked them. They're not doing it to earn a scholarship. They're not doing it to try to make money and get in the NFL. They're doing it because they have a passion for it. And usually you can see that passion on film. Um, sometimes you can hear it from people and stuff, but you can also get fooled with that. You know, the, the tape usually says it all. And um, I'd say that's where we start with. Hey, Kyle, what are you seeing out of the uh, pass rushes for both uh, your defense and the Rams' defense for how well they're playing this postseason? Um, I mean, I think we've done a real good job with it, uh, you know, and I think we've gotten stronger as the year has gone. And um, that we did a hell of a job versus them last game, um, which was huge for us, especially in that second half. Um, you know, their pass rush, it's, um, I mean, it's as good as it gets also. You know, the, the individuals that they have, um, especially, um, the, you know, it all starts with 99, who um, just the – 
generational talent and what what he attracts to have to give someone a chance to stop stop him and you got to worry about that but then you add in all the the guys around him and some pretty good coverages with it so um, usually the teams at this point in the year all have good pass rushes I think it's pretty hard to get to this point when you don't have one Um, but I think we're two of the top Kyle, what's your communication been like this week with Trent Williams and, and how is he feeling? And as a second part of that week 18, when you had to turn to Colton McKivitz, you know, wh- how impressed were you with how he was able to step in first time suiting up for a game this season? Um, I would, same as, you know, I haven't seen Trent yet today. I'll see him here in a little bit when we go out to the field, but um, I mean, Trent's the same as he was that game. I mean, Trent's mind, there's no way he's not playing. Um, now that's why he was so crushed last game because he believed he would and his body wouldn't let him. Um, so hopefully we'll have some better luck this game. Um, but I know he believes he's playing and so do I. So uh, we'll see how that pans out as the week goes. Um, if he can, he will. Um, and then, I mean, just Colton was unbelievable that game. I mean, we were really, I was living in hope, thinking Trent was going to be able to go and finding that out um, pregame and just going right up to Colton. Trent was in, Trent was in with me and we're like Colton you ready and just the look on his face it was um he looked ready whatever that is and Trent and I both laughed and we're like all right we're good and then he went out and played like that and the other game that he played the year before was versus the Rams um he ended up having to start at guard for us um when we went there the year before and got that win right before we went to Arizona so Colton um stepped it up huge and um we wouldn't be here right now if he didn't play the way he did in that game as far as Jimmy and some of the throws to the sideline on Saturday, how do you balance his desire to to make plays in those instances versus being safe with the ball and, and, and sometimes maybe just throwing the ball away and, and taking the incompletion? And, and if if that was an issue, did you did you discuss that with him after the game? Oh, yeah, you discuss it every – I mean, that's what coaching is. I mean, any play that's you don't think was the right play, you, you speak about it and you point it out. Sometimes they make unbelievable plays that you don't think was the right play. And you tell them, great job doing it, but – you also say, hey, if you keep doing this, it's eventually going to cost you. So that's just how you watch film and evaluate guys. And that's why Jimmy's fun to coach. He's never, he knows the answer before I get to him. I mean, he knows that he shouldn't have let that ball go. He had it early, but he couldn't. Um, people were in the pocket and then he tried to get it there late, which he knows that that he was just, he was too aggressive on that play. Um, but that's something you work with all those guys on. And um, it's going to happen at times. They're the quarterback, but they're the ones that are responsible for it. And sometimes the best play is a sack. Pal, you still hear some of your players talk about last year, the stay in Arizona in December as like a unifying moment. The team could have like, it could have been horrendous. And, and maybe there was a unifying thing about that. Do you remember your emotion, your reaction when you heard you're going to have to stay in Arizona for a month? And do you think it was something that kind of bow, helped bind the team together? Maybe still has effects this season. Um, I mean, I was, yeah, I was very not in a good place when I found that out. Um, it, I, it didn't make sense to me, and it's, I, I took me a while to accept it, but I had no choice. Um, but I, I do think it has effects on us this year. Um, at the time, I didn't. I didn't think it was the best bonding experience. I thought we were, I was afraid we were going to hate each other more because we were stuck in a hotel and couldn't get away from each other and things weren't going that right with the season as it was. Um, so it was just such a challenge, like mentally, physically, everything. Um, that was a really tough month, um, which I think everyone will tell you about. And a lot of guys, no one – 
it was hard on everyone, but some people it was a lot harder on than others. And I, I don't think anyone was in a great state there. And, um, but looking back on it now, I feel like it helped us so much because I feel like just it hardened our team. Um, it hardened so many individuals. And then, which now coming back the year following, you realize the whole team was hardened in a good way to where, you know, we made that run in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, where we started 8 0 and just had not, not many things went bad that, that Super Bowl year till the end of the Super Bowl. And I think everyone came back so fired up and thinking it was just going to be a fun year again. And um, it quickly turned out to not be. And then to end it with Arizona, I mean, it was, it kind of reminded guys that, man, this isn't always that fun and this can be a challenge. And that's kind of what I think is good about it because. I don't think football ever has to be fun. It's what you're supposed to do. It's a challenge. And when you succeed in something and you can pull together and pull it off, that's what's fun. Um, kind of once you accomplish something and you can look back and just feel something and be proud of who you became and who your team became. But that doesn't mean it has to be fun. And if you're going to change when things get bad, um, then you're not going to be able to overcome anything. And I think looking at us when we were three and five this year and stuff, I mean, no one was having fun. It wasn't fun to come to work. It wasn't fun to deal with a lot of that stuff, but people didn't look at it like it had to be fun. We just had to focus on our job. We had to get better at what we're doing and we still have time to do it. And man, it's a hell of a lot easier doing this here and than being stuck in a hotel in Arizona. So I feel like that stuff hardens you and allows you just to be stronger, uh, more battle tested. And I think that was individually. And when you get a bunch of strong individuals, then it doesn't end up affecting the team. Coach, um, my question for you is, how many times has Debo actually, Stacey Dales with NFL Network, um, actually called a shot maybe that we don't know about with you? And how do you marvel at what he's doing outside the tackles as a running back right now? I mean, he's leading the league in uh, yards per rush outside the tackles with nine touchdowns outside the tackles. I think Debo right now is playing like one of the best players in the NFL. Um, so just to be able to do what he's doing, um, he's obviously talented, but um, the will that he has, it's it's unbelievable. And, I mean, D Debo is one of the most respectful coach players I've ever been around. I mean, he, he wants the ball because he believes he can change it at all times, but Debo's not. I mean, I think what he said to me actually was, Kyle, I got you is what he said. And I don't think, you know, and I, if he's got me, I'm going to give him the ball. And, and that's just, that's kind of how he, Debo's a very good person that our team loves and he cares about everybody. And he, that's why he's fun to watch because he does it the right way. Uh, he's aggressive in everything he does, but yet he's not out of control in anything because that's who he is. He doesn't have to get himself real amped up for a game, which some people you see play with the physicality he do, does. I mean, they're borderline blacked out on game day. You can't even talk to them because they have to go to a certain level um, just to get there. And Debo doesn't. It's it's who he is. And that's, to me, what allows him to play at such a physical level but to do it at a higher level um, than most people do. And uh, that's why he doesn't really call a shot much. He just inspires. Um, and he inspires me and he inspires our team. And that makes it a lot easier to call plays. We'll do three more. Kyle, when Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception, you often say you'd prefer him to <clears throat> take a sack or throw the ball away. I can't think of many instances of him throwing the ball out of bounds in his career. Is that something you talk to him about, and is it something you would like him to do more of? Uh, yeah, I always want him when 
when no one's open and there's not a good play there, what are your options? I mean, if there's a lane in the pocket, please scramble and pick up what you can, which I think he does has done that a number of times. Um, I think one of the hardest things with Jimmy is when people are covered, he believes he can just put the ball in the right spot, which he does a lot. Um, that throw that he threw to Juwan Jennings on third and five that we were hot he didn't have time to throw that ball and somehow he created it which is one of the most talented throws I've ever seen and um Juwan ended up dropping it um that was unbelievable was it the best decision it was because it was riding the money but that's the stuff that not many people can pull that off and that is risky um so that's a fine line when you have someone a talented of a thrower as Jimmy that he doesn't feel the same way always in the heat of the battle that he can't make that throw now when you watch it on tape and stuff then he'll see it, um, but you're not thinking about that. And when you're playing a sport, you're just reacting. And those are the things that I try to put him in better situations. Um, and sometimes when it doesn't go the right way, yeah, it's disappointing. But I can't tell you how many times that I don't think anyone's open and there is no play to be made. And we need to make one or the game's going to be over. And he finds a way to make it. And I'm not then saying, hey, don't do that. I'm thanking him for that. And so there's that's playing quarterback in this league. So it goes both ways. Uh, it, it's obviously you guys and the Rams have played each other a ridiculous amount of times over the last few years. Is there an element of just, you know, when you play a team three times and you guys know each other so well, is there an element of, you know, not overthinking things or, you know, trying to gain an edge, but, you know, not getting away from what you normally do? Uh, I believe so. I mean, just, you know, each other so well. So it's, you know, when, you know, we hadn't played Dallas for a while, so it takes a little longer to, get a feel for the tape and whatever you watch just as eventually you get through the week you're going to feel different because you soak a team in more and you can't do that in one or two days it takes all week um but when you're going against a team like us going against the Rams or them versus us there's not much to soak in we we, we knew what the tape was going to look like before um, we turned it on um and and they are the exact same way so when you have something like that I think it makes for a little bit more fun of a football game because it's truly what it's about it's just a football game and everyone's going to go out there and lots on the line we're going to play as hard as we can they're going to play as hard as we can and um going to see who makes the most plays and who makes the least mistakes Hi, Kyle. Uh, Nikki Javala with The Washington Post. Um, what have you seen out of the Rams' pass rush since they acquired Von Miller? How has he kind of changed that dynamic, and how has he even enhanced kind of what Aaron Donald is doing? Um, I mean, they were so good with without Von. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, that, I think it was this, the first time we got to play him. I mean, it was hard even so to even take that in because their rush was so good anyways. And then you had Von Miller and, you know, just watching him throughout the year, you know, you can tell he keeps getting healthier. Um, I know he was a little banged up when he came over from Denver, um, but you can tell he keeps getting healthier, gets more, um, is getting more comfortable. And I mean, they got as good of a group as I've ever seen. And to add Von Miller with the people they already have with their scheme and everything, it's, I mean, everyone saw it last week um, versus Tampa and um, that's usually how it's going to look. So hopefully you get him to play some other stuff and, um, um, we can make it a different type game, but um, that's what these guys are made for. All right. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thanks, guys.